Please pray with me. God, thanks for being among us today. Thanks for being with me as I attempt to communicate your message to those who hear my voice today. Amen. Can you feel the pure joy of seeing those babies laugh? It's really hard not to go with them, isn't it? The scriptures that Tony read today speak to the Holy Spirit coming upon those to whom Peter addressed and shared the death and resurrection of Christ. He spoke of how the Holy Spirit descended upon them. What's that feel like? Would it be like it feels when we witness the joy of a baby laughing? A sort of joyful peace, a sense that all is right with the world, a feeling of jubilation that we want to experience over and over again. Psalm 98 spoke about this jubilation, the joy we can feel about the marvelous things that God has done and will do. The psalmist tells us to shout for joy, burst into jubilant song, make music with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the ram's horn. Furthermore, the psalmist points, out to the, the natu- points us to the natural beauty of the earth, the sounds of the sea, the rivers, the mountains, all singing in their own way with joy for the Lord. Notice what this brings to us. It is the light that we can reflect. It is our opportunity to not only feel the peace, joy, and hopefulness, but also bring those feelings to others. Notice how it feels to have that light shine on us, as it does when we feel God's love and can embrace its enduring presence in our lives. Why is it that listening to babies laugh is so infectious? Is it that it is so pure, so joyful? A baby won't laugh at a ridiculing joke or someone being humiliated. That's just for adults. Babies laugh when they are surprised or when they hear a different sound, never when they are feeling threatened. They require safety and a loving presence to let loose. And when they do, we can't resist. We laugh with them, and then we repeat whatever caused the laughter until we are exhausted or until they stop laughing. did that for about five or ten minutes one day for my grandson, who started to laugh hysterically the first time I did it. Ben was about six months old at the time, and I couldn't stop. As long as he was laughing, I just kept going, and I was laughing as hard as he was. Um, We witnessed their laughter, and we can feel God's love. And then there's the painting of Jesus laughing. I remember the first time I saw this painting. It was transformative for me. Before then, I always felt that being Christian was serious business. No laughter, no joy without reverence, lots of rules, and watch out, don't mess with God. The thought of Jesus laughing just never occurred to me. When I saw that painting, I wanted it in my office. I bought it and hung it in my counseling office when I was working independently. Then on one occasion, when I was counseling a woman who was a very devout Christian, and she was also very serious and very afraid. I pointed to the picture and asked her what she saw there. And she smiled and she said, a Jesus that I've never known. I took the picture off the wall and gave it to her. I said, maybe you should get to know him. Where do we find the Spirit of God? Can we seek him and feel his presence? I think we can. I know for a large part of my life I look for God in something big 
a major sign, a shooting star, a sudden voice speaking to me, a magical appearance of someone bringing some startling insight. I look for magic and miss the mundane, but no less magical. For many years, Detroit Tigers fans heard the deep voice of Ernie Harwell begin the season with the words from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 12. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds has come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Remember that? Pointing us to the natural beauty of the earth and all the planets and creatures that gather here among us. It is a place to feel the presence of God. In, of God. in spring, this is particularly evident. It's not only a time of Jesus' resurrection, but a rebirth of all living plants, birds, other living things. Songs fill the air. Aromas fill, 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 our, fill our senses. We feel warmth, and yes, we can feel real joy, too, at the rebirth. Looking for God? Looking to feel joy? Consider a quiet walk. And then just notice beauty as it appears. Feel the sense of comfort and peace. The measure of eternal life surrounds us. The message of eternal life surrounds us. It can even leave worries and resentments behind. Nothing can be fixed now in this moment other than those situations with which we share the moment. We can just allow the Spirit of God to wash over us. How does that feel? It may slow your pulse. It may warm your heart. Deep breaths can bring love into this, to touch your soul. So we seek these feelings of joy, peace, hope, and love. We might also want to remember what was written in Luke chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, <clears throat> and pleasures, and they, can, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil <clears throat> stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. <clears throat> Excuse me. How do we find God when we feel lost? Like the seed falling on the poor soil, surrounded by thorns, life can be overwhelming. We can feel lost and hopeless. What is different for us though, is that we can <clears throat> seek better, more fertile ground. We can seek those who will help us grow. We can find God and not be stuck. The problem comes sometimes when we associate hurtful or frightening events with God, <clears throat> as if he was making them happen. Excuse me, I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> it has to be very annoying to hear me clearing my throat over and over again, so I'm going to try not to do that. The problem comes sometimes <clears throat> when we associate hurtful or frightening events with God, as if he was making them happen. Peace, love, and hope come when we accept that God's role in these events is to show us the way to finding our joy, our grace, our forgiveness. How does it feel? It feels like recognizing that those past, those past pains are past, that they don't dictate the future. It feels like I can move forward and drop the rope 
and the tug of war with my past hurts and resentments. I don't need to hang on to them to make me safe. I have God's presence and the spirit of love that is always available to me. Its journey is one of finding the nourishment that feeds our soul. Like the admonition in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Like newborn babies crave spiritual milk, so that by it you can grow up and grow into your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Seeking that spiritual milk doesn't lead to anger or hatred. When that is the outcome of your journey, you're on the wrong road. God is love. So it is when we feel love that we can most connect with God's truth. I had an experience, ironically, when I was in Jerusalem on a trip to the Holy Lands. What had been a mild but irritating ache in my left hip worsened because of weeks of hiking out west and then walking along cobblestone streets. It was hard to get around. <clears throat> Another woman about my age noticed my struggle and asked if I'd like to borrow her cane. She wasn't using it at the time, and I accepted her offer after she assured me that she didn't need it. It made the walking to the various sites something I could do. Others helped along the way. As my, with, along with my wife, Jane, helped me get along as, I, as needed. Many people reached out to me. I was in bed near the end of the trip and was thinking about what we'd seen. It was somewhat surreal. Having just walked the Via Dolorosa that day, really come to grips with the history. And I thought about something else. I'd experienced something else possibly more, more important than the history and the stories of Jesus' time that we learned in context. I realized that I'd also been exposed to real-life Christian love throughout the trip. I felt overwhelmed with love and a kind of deep feeling of peace. People, some I knew and others I didn't, had reached out to me to help me as I hobbled along. It didn't have to be that way. I could have been left to my own devices and had a miserable trip. Instead, I not only saw the places and the people of the Holy Land, I felt Christian love. It filled me. I wept in bed that night, not out of sorrow, but out of joy. It felt pure. It felt right. So embracing love lets us feel peace. It's intoxicating to embrace anger, bitterness, but it distances ourselves from the, living, the loving spirit of God. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, we are encouraged to change this about ourselves. Get rid of all the bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God, <coughs> Christ, God, forgave you. Amanda Gorman, the young woman that, um, poet that spoke at President Biden's inauguration, ended her poem with the following words. There is always light, as long as we are brave enough to see it, as long as we are brave enough to be it. Those words resonated with me so much that I was gifted a poster that hangs in our sitting room where I do counseling. The light is always there. God is always there. Being brave enough to see it means allowing ourselves to take the risk to love ourselves and others. When we do that, we're brave enough to be it. 
Amen. Now please stand if you're able and sing hymn number 377.